Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tukey's Take Podcast, and likely the final edition of 2022. Gentlemen, we have reached the end of another year, the, I think, second full year of this podcast. You know, you guys have been on for over a year now, a, a show that started off as friends joking about hockey has continued as friends joking about other stuff and sometimes hockey. I <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Sanna, how are you doing on this this fine Friday? Two days before Christmas. Oh, yeah. I'm doing Christmas. pretty good. You know, have a fun, uh, fun game of Warhammer. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's about all that's been going on in my life. <laughs> it's all you need. Yeah. It's all you need. Warhammer and squats. Yeah, I don't even squat. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I do. I do like I, fucking elliptical shit when I'm at the gym. I always start off with like 15 minutes of cardio, do two miles on the elliptical, and then hit the there weights. He's a wrecking machine. Because you know, <laughs> women love a muscular <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Endo, can you top that as an intro? <laughs> No, I can't. I can't. Hi, everyone. Hello. I'm, I'm here. I'm eating chunky soup because, you know, I got to get thick like sin. <laughs> That's my new year resolution to get thick like sin. Why am I? That should be one. everyone's resolution. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's a revolution. Getting thick like sin. Today, gentlemen, outside of discussing a few things that have happened over the past couple of days in the hockey world, for the most part, we are going to look back at the biggest stories in the hockey world of 2022. I have prepared this little run sheet here and, uh, you know, elected, as we talked about, to keep a lot of what we're going to discuss, you know, uh, as a surprise up until the moment, just to have those, oh yeah, shit, that happened this year type of moments because this has been a long year it doesn't feel like it now that we're at the end of it but man once we get into some of these topics it's gonna be like oh yeah that happened this year too it's one of those wild years like that so i'm looking forward uh to seeing how uh how fondly we're gonna be able to look back on the year that was is it going to be just all hockey related or is it going to be like you pulling up like facts about us like Nardwar, the human serviette? And you're going to be like, well, Endo, remember, you tried to get canceled like three times in like the span of a month. Like, how did that make you feel? I'm like, I forgot about that. Thanks. Thanks, Nardwar. You know, n- number one, no. <laughs> Secondly, only three times. <laughs> only three times. <laughs> Were the other dozen you trying to get me canceled? <laughs> Hey, no, no, I'm just adding some. It's just like, uh, like, uh, was it like Thanksgiving? I'm adding some flavor this to the to whatever you're cooking up there. You put the salt and pepper. I'm bringing in like the, uh, fucking lemon. <laughs> Thank you for insinuating the white guy needs help with the spices. Appreciate you. I'm not insinuating. <laughs> look, man, they just say look at this podcast and say, listen, one of them needs help with the spices. I'm not gonna say which one. <laughs> One in three chance, okay? Not the guy who talks about carne asada tacos at every possible turn. <laughs> no, no, no. Burritos. Burritos. Oh, oh. Yeah, sorry. See? Yeah. Yep, see? Right. There you go. I, I proved the point. There you go. There you go. Dumb played yourself, you know? 
I put fucking hot sauce on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put that shit on everything. Oh, oh, all right, man. it's time for Sin's Top 5 Burrito Countdown to wrap up 2022. That is a wrap in the... Uh-huh. Uh, yep. <laughs> Everyone loves when jokes are explained. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell. Uh, we have fun here. We do. Uh, we do. We do. I'm just going to shut up and eat my fucking soup. Well, good. Well, you eat your soup. Let's talk about the fine world of grooming oneself, because this podcast, as always, is brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped.com. You can go to uh, Manscaped.com. You can use code Doogie, that's T-O-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping again while the time might be just about over. To Well, I, I don't know. If, if you could get a delivery from them in a day before Sunday, then hey. I mean, all the more reason to support our lovely friends at Manscaped, but it's never too late. It's never the wrong time to take advantage of the tools that Manscaped provide. The best tools for the job, the right tools for the job. Treat yourself well. Our friends at Manscaped, as always, head to toe, they got you covered. And we thank them for sponsoring this show. Gentlemen couple of quick things here before we get into kind of talking about the year review uh, that happened over the past couple of days. Uh, last night, the Vancouver Canucks won a game. Can't believe it. That's my, for the first time in 2022 and probably the last time. Uh, Elias Pettersson had a five-point night in the same night that they allowed five goals for the 15th time this season. Holy shit. <laughs> Any guesses how many games they've played on the year? For the how, how how many times did you say it was? They have allowed five goals or more fifteen times this season. They've only played like thirty games, if that. Twenty-five. Thirty-two. Wow, <laughs> Jesus Christ! So just Almost under fifty percent of their games, they've allowed. Holy hell, man! Yeah. Wow. Yep. They're 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 team GAA. Not is, good. Oh my god, it's got to be a closing on four. Uh, in terms of goals allowed, only uh, San Jose, who have played three more games than them, uh, have allowed more. Columbus have Anaheim. allowed three more goals. And then there's Anaheim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vancouver's so allowed many. 127. Anaheim's allowed 143. <laughs> yeah, so... Vancouver's goals against averages is three nine seven as a team. That's Jesus. atrocious. Hold on, what was Anaheim's? Uh, they have allowed one hundred and forty three goals, <laughs> and I believe it was wow. thirty five games. There's his uh, four oh eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh boy. Oh, we probably god. won't talk about how bad the Ducks are right now enough. But, you know, we're just kind of waiting to see what their approach is in the new year in terms of uh, staff and, you know, mm. whether or not certain players move on. Bob Murray is going to come team. back. Do He's going to f- fire the coach and go behind the bench again. <laughs> Do you guys remember that when Bob Murray yes. fired the coach and just went behind the bench himself? <laughs> Can you make it much worse? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Oh, man. So shout out to uh, the Canucks, but hey, Anaheim fans, you're going to keep catching strays this season for as long as your team continues to be this bad. My yeah. God. Sorry, Smoot. <laughs> uh, 
Brent Burns last night became the 17th defender in NHL history to reach 800 career points. One of the kind of talking points that we will have are some of the trades that went down this year. We haven't gotten to see the full benefit Carolina will have with Max Pacioretty. Uh, but yeah, needless to say, the addition, the acquisition of Brent Burns has helped significantly um, on the season so far. He has a grand total of 23 points in 33 games. Not too bad. He is 37 years old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's Brent Burns. Like, Sin, this is just your chance to wax poetic about one of the best players in your franchise, you know, your favorite franchise's history. Oh, I love the guy. Like, he's a character and an incredibly solid player. He's still, again, still insanely productive, as you can see. He's never been amazing defensively, but he's not atrocious, like, as some people would think. And he's just has insane offensive skills, and the dude keeps himself in incredible shape especially in the off season as he just goes to his ranch and only hunts like the meat that he eats. He's a fucking wild man, but yeah, I, the fact that he's 37 and still being productive in that way as a defenseman, probably not even playing on the top pairing. He might be, but I don't know. Like he's at least getting 20 minutes a night. Most likely betting odds on Brent Burns upon the completion of his NHL career that he appears on one of the reality TV survival shows. <laughs> In his good. last season. I mean, fucking Mark Hoppus was on one, so anything's possible. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, the final note last night, too. I think it was last night. It might have been the night before. But Roman Yossi became the uh, Nashville Predators all-time leading scorer. Reminder, he is a defenseman. Um, it might also just go like to show 31. like one. <laughs> <laughs> it might also go to show what's like, yeah, Nashville. It's like, well, you were competing with David Legwand, which don't get me wrong. I love to meet some David Legwand, but you know, that's not the most uh, prolific score. Yeah, not, not the stiffest competition. Old David Legwand. <laughs> yeah. But, High turnover rate. Apparently in Nashville over the years, they never really had the guy. Man, you go back through those old EA NHL titles like I did, and you look at Nashville, and it's like, man, you really didn't have like that super high end scoring for a mm -hmm. long time. No, you know, it was, was always guys like Legwand, Erat, uh, Steve Sullivan, JP Dumont, JP Dumont, who Scott scored Hartnell on the Sharks time. all the time, just only scored on the Sharks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. A lot of people made a career out of scoring goals on the Sharks. <laughs> I mean, not recent. Well, not through the 2010s, man. The Sharks were amazing. Fair. And then there's, you know, there was the Nabokov era. And then it's like, hey, well, we have Vesa Toskala and Thomas Grice and Auntie Niemi. And we had Kiprasov for a while. <clears throat> That's where he came from, the Sharks. Yeah. Yeah, NHL, he was the 67 until he went to Calgary. And then like, yep, he's great. <laughs> what? A 67? Oh, yeah, he never, he never had a good rating while he was. Dude, that's uh, insane because he was really good on the Sharks. Like, yeah. The disrespect. <laughs> I mean, he was like 1A, 1B with Nabokov. And then uh, there's a year when Toskala and Nabokov essentially split the net. And then Toskala was in for the playoffs. That was when they went to the conference finals. That's an amazing accomplishment that we don't talk enough about. 
Vesa Toskala took a team to a conference finals appearance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go you go to the Leafs as a goaltender and you get fucked. Who knew? Of course it happens. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, only other thing we were going to mention here is, and it was something that you brought up, the uh, Tomas Hurdle suspension uh, that we didn't get a chance to talk about. And if there was anything else that you guys think I'm forgetting, hey, feel free to chime in. But um, I don't really have too much to add about the Hurdle suspension aside from, yeah, he deserved it. But Sin, you kind of mentioned this before. Did the incident kind of need to get to uh, the point that it did? No, because if you call all the cross checks that Lindholm kept doing off the draws, then like maybe you don't get that kind of reaction. At the same time, it's obviously not the right reaction. I'm not excusing what he fucking did. You don't swing your stick at someone's face. Mm. That's just inexcusable. And he knows better than that. Um, But yeah, again, it's. Remember when NHL was going to crack down on cross checks? <laughs> it happened for like a week in preseason and then was never heard from again. Yep. But yeah, there's just kept cross checking him twice every time off the draw. Literally every time off the draw, I'd cross check him twice. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason as to why we uh, have started to discuss officiating penalties. What isn't a penalty? Like there was a moment. I think in a Penguins Rangers game where there was a really controversial non-call on a trip. It just all leads back to the same conversation about the standard of officiating, how the NHL conducts themselves. And it's a conversation that, frankly, I'm tired of having. So we yeah. really haven't discussed like suspensions or anything like that too much. It's the same um, shit over and over. It It is. And it's just not going to change. It's. Yeah. Yeah. It's officiating. With that. 2022, the year that was and is nearly over, of course. Let's talk about arguably the biggest stories in no particular order, but the biggest stories of the year. And we'll start off with the Colorado Avalanche winning their first Stanley Cup in 21 years. Sin and I waking up to the news in Finland because we didn't stay up late enough yeah. to actually watch it happen. Again, to people you know that aren't based in North America that follow North American sports, all the power to you. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, like just in terms of making that schedule work, I I do not understand how you do it. Um, you know, it was very convenient though. Sin, there were a couple of occasions where it's like, yeah, well, all right, let's wake up and watch the highlights from last night and see who won. That was our that was our consumption for the most part of the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. <laughs> but Nazem Kadri becomes the first Muslim to win the Stanley Cup, which was phenomenal. Uh you had the Avs heading to the White House where uh Oh man. <laughs> Victor Hedman was caught dying laughing at uh Joe Biden naming NHL commissioner Gary Batman. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my favorite moment of the year. <laughs> uh, a president always mispronounces something. I mean, like almost every time, especially when it comes to hockey, because they just don't get especially it. Like, when Bill it's fucking Biden. Bill fucking Clinton <laughs> called Steve Eiserman Steve Azerman. Steve Yazerman. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, oh man. God. But you know, the Avs team. Just stacked. I mean, we yeah. obviously talked about it a lot throughout the year and leading up to June, but just an absolutely stacked team. Tampa, on the other hand, it ended their 11 uh, playoff series win streak, losing 
in the cup final, nearly winning three in a row. Uh, we actually talked recently, of course, about John Cooper and what could have been uh, had he been fired after the Blue Jackets debacle. But the biggest takeaway, arguably, aside from Gary Batman, Corey Perry became the first player to be on three straight losing cup finals teams each year with a different team. <laughs> Poor guy, man. <laughs> He's the new Jerome McGinley. <laughs> yeah. God. Now no, no, I'm sad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas everyone's happy about Corey Perry. Yeah. Now I'm just sad. I yeah, I always hated the guy, but then like when he's not on that immediate rival team, it's like I kind of respected him. Like it towards the end, like yeah, I'm like yeah, he does a lot of good shit. He's cool. I do agree. I do agree. The second kind of overly notable thing uh, that really affected everything this year, of course, uh, you can't talk hockey without talking about a world event and that being everything with with ukraine and and russia because we talked about it (laughs) (laughs) we we talked about it on the last show because we were discussing alex ovechkin's 800th career goal the start of this year was very much alex ovechkin in the spotlight for negative reasons you know, a lot of people bringing up like here's his connections to the Putin regime and just how intrinsically tied to this is he. And of course, the discussion over how much of a choice does he have versus, you know, there were, it was all of that. It was all of that. And you had, you know, I mean, God, Dominic Hoshik was in enough headlines this year, making his yep. opinions very fucking clear, um, probably going a, a, a bit far. You know, yeah, you know, a bit far in that, but you know, for Ovechkin in particular, because we'll continue to talk as we get into kind of discussing the the world tournaments that happened this year here in a minute. Um, you know, for Ovechkin, like I said, you know, that's where we started, but where we are now, you know, we had his response of uh, "Please, no more war," and then all of a sudden. A lot of the critiques went away and it went right back to like, oh, is he going to catch Gretzky? And that's very much where the conversation is right now. Yeah. So very interesting year uh, for Alex Ovechkin. And in regards to the Russia effect on the world of hockey, two other major ways here. Uh, The first would be the Ivan Fedotov saga. Uh, the Flyers goalie who was going to come right. over and at this point is now still likely in a Russian penal colony. Um, that or conscripted. One or the other. That is a uh, that's it's just a depressing situation to talk about in general. Yeah. But that was very much one of the biggest stories of this year. And then you have the world tournaments that Russia was very much. Uh, you know, uh, barred from essentially uh, with the, by the way, the Olympics happened this year. That blew my mind. I did not remember that the Olympics took place this year, but that happened. Yeah. Oof. And Russia was there under the uh, ROC banner again, not under their actual banner. Uh, They were outright barred from the world juniors uh, as were Belarus. Uh, of course, that tournament was supposed to take place at the end of 2021, but due to COVID, it took place this August, which was very bizarre. 
not exactly the best turnout for another reason we'll talk about uh, in a minute. Uh, worth noting, of course, for the World Juniors, Canada beating Finland in the final. Sweden finished third. Of course, you had the likes of Mason McTavish's all-time goal line save uh, for Canada that helped kind of lead the way, um, which was one of the better hockey moments this year. That's a play that, I mean, say what you want about Hockey Canada, but whenever you talk about Canada and the World Juniors, that is one of the clips yeah. that you'll see. It's right up there with Jordan Eberle's tying goal and so on and so forth. Man, the Eberle call is absolutely ruined. <laughs> oh, like, I can! I can! Because it just happened. I'm like, what? <laughs> Pierre Maguire is the best. He's the best. Oh. Most knowledgeable Number one, Pierre Maguire. Just stick him we between the benches. Him. That's it. Just shove him there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say shove him in a locker. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm nerd. not that mean. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hockey facts. I just want to hear them play puck. God damn it. Oh, shove him God. in that locker. He'd tell you when it was designed. <laughs> oh, this locker here. It's a, it's a, it's a permanent. <laughs> Shut up. No. No. No Don Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Not that's, one the, that's one of the stories of the year for this podcast <laughs> the emergence of the dawn uh but you know again like how the whole russian situation tied into these tournaments with the world juniors with the olympics as well um you know russia in air quotes made the olympic gold medal game losing 2-1 to who Germany. Finland. Finland. Finland Finland wins gold for the first time. That happened this year. Oh, yeah. I don't remember it. I kind of remember now because when we came over, they're like, oh, yeah, you should have been here, you know, uh, to see all the celebration. Right. Exactly. Now now that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's when that happened. It's like, yeah, if only we could have been here a few months earlier. Crazy. Um, But yeah. And then like the world championships were in Finland, too. And uh they had yeah. success there. Like this was a banner year for Finnish hockey. Now, it is worth noting, of course, you had the whole Russian controversy surrounding the Olympics. NHL players, of course, failed to go yet again. Um, also worth noting at the Olympics, uh, Slovakia won bronze. It was their first ever Olympic hockey medal. And the women's uh, tournament, Canada beat the United States in the final and Finland took third in that. So we're talking about Finland meddling uh, at the Olympics in both the men and women's game. They meddled at the world juniors as well. A really banner year uh, for the Finnish game, which yeah. is awesome. Gunia Suomele. Yes. And I just carrying the banner for non Finnish Finnish fans. And we will continue to do so. Like I said, you had everything with the Russia stuff. We've talked about that to death. I don't really know if there's too much else that we can add to that, having, you know, explained the effect that it had both on the NHL side of things and the international tournaments. Uh, and then there was another, uh, I'm not comparing them, but another controversial governing body, shall we say, uh, that very much had a negative effect on hockey this year. Uh, that being Hockey Canada. Mm. Yeah, not exactly a great year uh, for them from so many different, you know, past stories and allegations coming to light, sexual assault allegations, 
You had sponsors abandoning ship. And this story is still developing. Yesterday, CBC News put out the headline, Hockey Canada paid out $2.9 million in settlements this fiscal year using player registration fees. <laughs> Hold on. This year? Yes. That's so much. Yep. So I don't know if that's business as usual. Um, I, I doubt it. And uh, if it is, boy, does it still read as a horrible, horrible headline. Like, like does does that for the, the case that just happened or is that unrelated? It says settlements. Not settlement, settlements. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of like the overarching theme of the year, unfortunately, is just everything kind of looming overhead and again to two different degrees but everything looming overhead like this year you you can't escape talking about anything let alone sport especially hockey without you know the russian factor essentially being there and then everything that's gone on with hockey canada it has been a rather uh difficult year in that regard (laughs) is the only way to put it um and again these stories are still going like i said that hockey canada uh news report came out yesterday so this is still a very much ongoing thing and uh obviously it's tough to say if any uh side of it will actually get better anytime soon yeah well you know losing sponsorships they're gonna maybe start charging a eight dollar membership fee well uh funny you talk about that because uh the prices recently have come out uh, for the upcoming uh, World Junior tournaments. And um, yeah. 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 So this luck. is being held in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, and Moncton, New Brunswick, starting December 26th. This Monday, the World Juniors start, which is weird to think about. And one of the biggest stories there. Our ticket prices, because Hockey Canada, uh, I how much are they tied into the ticket prices? Who's to say? But uh, yeah, ticket prices for the World Juniors are fucking sky high right yeah. now to try and recoup. And, you know, uh, the, the World Juniors that just happened in August for a variety of reasons, but especially uh, Hockey Canada's controversies. Yeah, it, it sold terribly. And presumably... Same thing is going to, uh, same thing is going to happen here, potentially. Time will tell. Um, great year for Hockey Canada, 2022. And um, with the news that came out from Rick Westhead in the past week that uh, there is the thought that there is enough out there that I think it was like up to five players could potentially face charges. Uh, yeah, those stories are going to continue into next year. Like, you know, just the idea of like, oh, 2022, the year of the, the Russian controversy, the Hockey Canada controversies, and it stays in 2022. Yeah, it's not happening. These are still ongoing, obviously. And a hard right turn, because how can you go from talking about probably the, you know, definitely the two most serious uh, negatives of the year. Uh, there was the implementation of digital board ads this year which were recently defended very much so by one Gary Batman. 
Um, <laughs> how have you two adapted towards watching the games with the board ads? Have you just reached the point where the NHL wanted you to be, where it's just like, ah, fuck it, whatever it is, what it is? I mean, <sighs> I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't really care, honestly. I feel like, like, it's not even that big of a deal. Mm. In my, I don't know. Like, yeah, people, I never people are freaking out. I don't want this is a year where I'm not watching the Sharks close enough to fucking notice. Like, uh, there's only so much shit hockey I can watch before it. I just my, you know, my mental health suffers. I don't like to be frustrated while I watch a sport that I love. Like, Fair. I just watch my team be absolute ass. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, yeah, they were different. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I haven't really given a, I haven't really given a care. Uh, a lot of the broadcasts that I watch, they have them. Like, do do all feeds have them? Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, all re- all regional networks. It doesn't matter if it's a nationally televised game. There, they are there and here to stay. Yeah, like, so I didn't really is- care. Honestly, like it just it just popped up. And I was like, oh, that's that's like on there. Okay, cool, whatever. I don't know. I I I watch hockey for hockey. I'm not watching the fucking subway ad go around with a giant foot long just going across the entire boards like i, I don't care about that like i can go well it is hockey. funny when there's like a car ad and it makes it look like <laughs> someone gets hit by a car mid-play which happens <laughs> that okay, is a we, thing that happens when you put it that way it's pretty it's pretty comical but yeah like, there was a um god i i know i can find it here in relatively quick fashion too uh there was a moment where uh, it looked like Josh Anderson was getting hit by a car. I just put it in the, uh, <laughs> the Zencaster feed here. Um, oh, man. I but see it's, it's amazing. Like, literally, like, he's behind the back of the net, and then all of a sudden, a car ad starts. <laughs> it just looks like he's going to get run the fuck over. <laughs> I thought he was going to get fucking floor. <laughs> it's the best. In that regard, it's the best, but it's also the movement. That's very distracting. Like, have them be static. Yes. I feel like, yeah, that's well. That's been the the big complaint from it is primarily it's <laughs> okay. the moving ads. I, and... de- I definitely haven't been paying close enough attention because all I've really seen are static ones or very very limited movement. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, I have not seen a fucking car streak across <laughs> the the boards. What the hell, Canada? You're you're on one. Oh man! Someone says thing. that's a suspension. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and this one says the car already has two suspensions already. One in the front, one in the rear. What a fucking License dad revoked. God, I mean, it's uh, it's made cars for are good repeat moments. offender. We'll get fined a uh, fifteen hundred max allowable under the CBA. <sighs> in a dinner with George Paros. The car <laughs> dinner. <laughs> a certificate. Of appreciation from George Paros and a, so why'd you do a, it? <laughs> what the fuck? Fair enough. Amazing. Um, an interesting year as well for the Florida Panthers, and we'll talk about quite a few teams specifically. But I want to start off with them. Uh, one of the more underrated aspects of their calendar year. Uh, they became the first team to ditch Ticketmaster in favor of SeatGeek. Now, it's been a rough year for Ticketmaster in general, especially after the whole Taylor Swift ticket price debacle. Oh, yeah. So hopefully, maybe, I don't know, the Florida Panthers, are you, are you a catalyst for a positive change? It's like, 
you know, they're just like the little kid in the corner. It's like, I help too. Well, it's Taylor Swift fans who are pissed, but hopefully that monopoly can get broken up sometime soon with uh, Ticketmaster Live Nation. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they just have 10,000 fees connected to things. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And like, yeah, yep. what are you going to do about it, motherfucker? It's, yeah. That honestly, like outside, like in a general sense, not even just sports, but obviously like concerts and everything like that. Like the the Ticketmaster discussion really kind of kicked off this year, and in the last couple of weeks, like I said, after the uh, after Taylor Swift fans realized how expensive it was to uh, see her live and in concert, so rough times there. Uh, but the Panthers this year won their first playoff series since 1996. Uh, they followed that up by getting swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second round, which uh, little brother, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, and there was also the highlight of uh, Kodak Black fucking in a press box. <laughs> ah, I don't think best. he was actually fucking, but yeah. he wasn't. But boy, didn't it look like it? Yeah, it absolutely uh, did. Little gyrations. Dutty wine. That was mm. one of the highlights of the year. Is just the hysteria over the thought of is this man having sex in this guest box? Yeah, and then he got like banned, and I don't, I don't know if they revoked that or. And Luongo's looking over like ah. <laughs> Luongo was the perhaps the highlight of that. Yeah, I mean in general it was Luongo and a couple of other people that you just see kind of looking over trying to see what the hell was going on. <laughs> An amazing amazing moments. Kodak Black, one of the best moments of, of 2022. Best halftime performance. <laughs> Kodak Black. <laughs> Intermission, they usually put a band on, not just Kodak Black just fucking laying pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there were a um, lot of major retirements in this calendar year as well um duncan keith but good riddance uh zidane ochara finally good retired <laughs> good riddance for hot lords holy shit Oh, you're not going to like... They're still going to have a 99 Chara in Ultimate. Of course. They're going to have a 99 Douglas. Curtis Douglas. Just take over. There you go. Uh, But yeah, Zidane Chara's gone. Tuka Rask is gone. Rough, rough year for... uh, Patrick Marlowe's gone. Patrick Marlowe. I mean, really, the, the California three. All three teams losing a club legend. The Ducks losing Ryan Getzloff. The Sharks losing Patrick Marlowe. And the Kings losing Dustin Brown. Like a yeah. huge, like a, a you know, a change in era. Two the of these California things team. are not like the other. <laughs> Why is these things has a statue already on the front of the arena? Jesus, right? Yeah, uh, it's not, and it's not him squirting the water bottle backwards. What a fucking missed opportunity! That could have been the fountain. <laughs> like you absolute morons. It's clearly his most favorite <laughs> picture. Fountain. Yeah, put make a fountain. Just meme it because he's, he's such a meme player. Like you press amazing. The, you press the crest on the King's logo and it just shoots the water out. He's gotta have that bottle. fucking I can count to potato face on and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> amazing. Damn. Oh should, man. That should have been a thing. Should have been an engineer. Oh, well, if you I have uh, 100k, you can you can invest it in you know becoming an no. engineer. 
I almost spent that much on fucking film school, and I didn't even get a degree. I got nowhere I to spent, go with that. No, it's fine. Two it's the U.S. education day. system. I oh, may finish think... a degree, but it'll be in Finland if I do, and get paid to go to school. Yeah, imagine that. That's yeah. Mm. Just work. Just live yeah, in the I'm sports gamer offense. You're fine. Imagine a good fucking system. Oh God! Jason Spezza and PK Subban also retired. A good fucking system right there. Oh, Spets. God, it's, it almost feels like going into a different era. Like the and there were some other names too that I didn't uh, that I didn't mention, but those were arguably the biggest of just like yeah, yeah shit. This is Jumbo yeah. has not officially retired, but you feel that coming. I don't know how. Like, when is he going to make this official, or is he coming back for a playoff run? Like, what the hell? Uh, for who? <laughs> he's been hanging out with the Sharks, man. Like, he's been at games. He's been up in, like, the GM box and shit. Like, it's like, does he just play the month of April as a Shark? Like, does he have a milestone to play for? Like, why hasn't know. he retired? I don't think so. The man just... It's like Justin Williams coming back out of fucking nowhere to do another playoff run. Or Mike Fisher. Yeah, I was going to say it was Mike Fisher, right? Who retired for half a season and came back. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they make the cup that season and then lost? They did. They did. No, that was 2017. Damn. Nearly worked out for him. And now he gets to go home and cry to Carrie Underwood about it. Yeah. Tough life. Lucky man. (laughs) Tough life. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Nashville, uh, Pekka Rene had his number retired by the team. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist had his number retired by the Rangers, and uh, Marion Hosa's number was retired in Chicago. What? Yes. (laughs) That is a thing that happened. I feel like I remember that, and then I just, ew. He was on there for like a year. What? Hold on. He was there there for a little bit, but. Was he? Yeah. Didn't he go there after they lost to Detroit? He was on Detroit. So Marion Hosa, he was on uh, Pittsburgh That's when they yeah. lost to Detroit. He yeah. was then on Detroit the, when they Detroit, lost, they to, lost Pittsburgh. to Pittsburgh. Yeah, okay. and then went yeah, to yeah, Chicago. Yeah. I would, for some reason I got Chicago confused with Pittsburgh, or I got that the, the Stanley Cups confused between. Yeah, yeah, no, I that remember was that. That was that yeah. was funny. I remember laughing at that was a kid. Like, can't win with them. I'll join them. <laughs> can't win with them. Fuck, I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> he he was almost Corey Perry before Corey Perry. Yeah, except but... he won in 2010, unfortunately, as we've discovered. Uh, but yeah, he was on uh, he was on Chicago for eight years. So, what the fuck? Bad. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that long. Mm. Huh. Time flies, right? Then he got allergic to the pads. Yeah, just that in was, time. That's just in time for cap relief. <laughs> you know, the timing of that really is still suspect, isn't it? I like, yeah. I believe the official story, but the timing is a little bit suspect. It's Chicago, dude, so they do not get any benefit of the doubt ever. Uh, and speaking of not getting any benefit of the doubt, let's talk about Vegas really quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there was the Evgeny Dodonov trade debacle, trying to send him away at the deadline <laughs> while George has no trade funds. Jesus, how are, they, how are they so bad at management? Like, <laughs> Oh, God. There was the hosting of the All-Star game. Where, uh, you know, they had Machine Gun Kelly as the entertainer. In, in, in quotations. <laughs> and Deke Slayer was there. was like, who the fuck is this? 
<laughs> live live Twitter commentary from Deke Slayer at the All Star Game. Uh, that you know, we did get the highlight of Trevor Zegers's blindfolded move and that kind of breakout at the All Star Game. Oh yeah, dodgeball. And uh, probably the reason why we have you know probably the reason why he's on the cover and you know the Michigan's easier in the game now. Yeah. And the other highlight for Vegas, um, there's there's one word to describe this. They missed the playoffs for the first time in their club's history. Yeah. Won't happen guess, again. Any guesses like on that one word? What? Oh, no one's going to embrace the shootout. No one's going to embrace the historic meme. I'm disappointed. What? I How do you not something. know about the historic beam? That's been everywhere on Twitter and just social media in general. Well, I'm not on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm it's been there Twitter for years. Like pure. every time something happens, like dude, you'll see it in soccer threads. Like Messi wins the World Cup for the first time, and then someone in brackets in Vegas Golden Knights history historic. Oh, I've never seen that. <laughs> wow, I've seen like the 2021 like colorized memes, and I'm like, yeah, that's 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 fair. Fair enough. Yeah. I thought it was a great chance for Sin to dunk on Vegas, but he's completely <sighs> missed the meme because I, he doesn't pay attention to teams. He finds not at all. And like the the only social media I'm really on at any point is Instagram, and I just have my feed filled with dog videos. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, it's the best. Good call. Uh, speaking of dogs, the dogs of the desert, the coyotes and the mullet arena debacle. One of the longest fucking arguments this year is just whether or not it's cool, whether or not it's not. This, you know, is Gary Bettman embezzling money in the state of Arizona and that's why he wants to keep them there? Like, people are going nuts. I like Mullet Arena, despite the fact that the Bruins lost there uh, somehow. I don't know. I'm cool with it. Again, I, I hope that in a few years' time we are talking about the Coyotes, their new arena, things are going well. And hopefully that's the case. Or we'll look a few back years and after that, they'll be they'll be fucked again. Yeah, uh, yeah. God, uh, hope not, dude. They need yeah. Just they can't catch solid. a break. No, can't catch a break. The Seattle Kraken introduced their first ever mascot. Oh, Bowie God. the David troll. Bowie. <laughs> Why? Like, God damn, they could have had such a sick mascot, and they went with that piece of shit. Oh, my God. I still don't understand the whole troll thing. It's like, oh, okay, it's a local so, thing. So he, yeah. here's the best part about it. My friend, uh, who I've been trying to get her to get into hockey for the longest time, was, I, I couldn't get it to work, but then she works at, like, a like a hat store, like a sports <laughs> like apparel store as well. Okay, and like she's a, like, yeah, like I'll get lid. Important not, details to this story, yes. She's yeah. not a hatter. She's a hat. <laughs> Or some fucking lids, yeah. And she, I'm like, so, like, what do you think about about Bowie? Because she's like, you know, Bowie. Because uh, I'm, I'm a big Seattle fan. That she, she, she just tells me, I'm like, so what do you think? He looks wonky, and I love it. Everything deserves love. Why isn't he a giant octopus? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Pretty reasonable. Where's the lie? Yeah. <laughs> and I told her about how it's based on the Fremont Troll, and she's like, yeah, I don't like him anymore. There you go. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where I do wonder if, like, my opinion will change as uh, time goes on. Because I found Gritty to be the dumbest thing of all time. And I've admitted <laughs> that, number one, he is, but I was also wrong. 
He's the dumbest thing of all time, but he's great. Yes. I don't know if I'll feel the same way about Bowie. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at pictures now. I just, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get there. Think just I think am. of it. Just think of uh, if the local Starbucks barista was just like a mascot. Fair enough. That's the meme. Um, God. So I'm looking over the remaining list of, of stories to kind of recap here. There, there are some negative ones coming up. Let's let's get them out of the way, um, and then we'll we'll talk more oh. positives on the way out. Um, fuck it, let's pull the bandaid off on this one. The Boston Bruins <laughs> signing uh, Mitch Miller. Ah, uh, sorry, I'm allergic to the bullshit. Um, <laughs> that was a genuine <laughs> sneeze too. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> there's actually an update to this whole thing. Yeah, just take it away. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Where is the tweet that I have here? So apparently um, uh, the NHL and the Bruins did an investigation. Well, the Bruins investigation and this basically showed there was no misconduct, meaning that like, hey, we're going to look at ourselves internally and bring in like a guy who used to be a, like a fed to bring us in. So, you know, we're going to trust that guy completely. And they said there's no misconduct by the team. But, you know, they're going to add some new steps to change up the whole entire thing and be more responsible. A.K.A. looking at Twitter for five seconds and seeing this is a bad idea. Also, to their knowledge, Mitchell Miller remains on their contract and has earned over $100,000 since mm-hmm. signing the deal. Yep. He got his full $95,000 signing bonus. Yeah. And, yeah, the Bruins have... Uh, you know, granted, a quote-unquote independent investigation, but we have been independently, uh, you know, looked at, and uh, we have found we have done nothing wrong. And Mitch Miller's still under contract and probably will be until presumably they buy him out yep. in the summer of 2023. But at the same time, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't, and they just keep him, which yes. is my suspicion, is that they're just going to hunker down and just be like, nope, we're keeping him. So here's the best part about it. I covered that as well, too, because I was curious about it. The only way you can get a, get terminated is if he gets bought out in the summer or if they both the team and the player come to an agreement to terminate the contract early and he will not receive any more of the money. Which but he's that not requires doing that. A, yeah, it requires a, a common agreement there. And I know Mitch Miller wants to get paid uh, because people were confused. Like, well, some other guys got their contracts terminated like over this past like month to go play yeah. overseas. Like it was like someone from the Leafs and someone from uh Kim yeah, like the Leafs it was Axel Rindell and yeah. some guys who wouldn't have been playing that much. Nikita Soshnikov <laughs> uh left the New York Islanders. Yeah. 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 Their deals were terminated because they're gonna go play somewhere else. And that, that's when you can do it if they if you go to them and be like, yeah, we're gonna terminate itself as well too. And yeah, that's just that's just how it is. Well there is some good out of that story though. There is some good. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about it because I can't. Okay. <laughs> from my uh, perspective, Isaiah Mayor, is- Myers Crothers, the uh, the victim of the whole abuse that he received from Mitchell Miller, uh, got to hang out with Wayne Simmons and various mm-hmm. members of the HDA and just enjoy some time and have that support that I think that, that kid desperately fucking needs because Jesus, yeah. like the amount of abuse that he had to go through. And yeah, just I, there's there's not many words I can say that I haven't already said about the situation and about mm. the conduct that he had to deal with. It's 
there, there, there's no excuse for it. Flat out. It must yeah, feel really nice to actually feel like you have some support within the hockey community, you know, because for how long this shit went on for multiple teams, I kept either drafting him or trying to sign him. And also uh, the fact of all those other hockey families coming after him, like oh, that yeah. must make you feel like just the whole fucking world is against you. And I'm glad that at least part of the hockey community just took time to do something. You know, meanwhile, Akeem Alou keeps waiting for answers on mm-hmm. behalf of the HDA uh, from the NHL three years on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, good I, luck. I mean, Sorry, you weren't quite good enough at hockey, you know. Yeah. You just weren't, didn't hit that, you know, tier of being good enough that clearly all these other dudes are that get all the chances. Logan Mayu, Mitch Miller. Yeah. I mean, I wanted Endo to talk about the positive of the situation because I didn't want it to come off as like, oh, the Bruins fans trying to put the positive spin on it. Like, no, there is no positive spin on the fucking bullshit that they pulled. And yeah, in terms of like, oh, I, you know, some Lightning fans are like, oh, why would you say the Bruins embarrassed? Like, no, the Bruins did. They embarrassed themselves. They embarrassed the fucking league in a pretty fucking drastic way. And they continue to have egg on their face over it and will for a very, very long time. Like that. Yeah. That management right. group that made that decision will never live that down. You know, even if the Bruins were to win the Stanley Cup this year, the first two things that will come to mind for people when they think about the managerial tandem of uh, Cam Neely and Don Sweeney will be the 2015 draft and the fact that they signed Mitch Miller and essentially claim that, oh, who could have known? Yeah. And it is one of the bigger stories of this year, and uh, it deserves to be. And it deserves to be a gigantic L that's just constantly pressed up against their faces at this point. It's like, hey, you remember when you took this fat L? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, God, the Ottawa Senators. Interesting year for them. Um, you know, while granted the success on ice hasn't quite been what they – thought you know in, in terms of a competitive standpoint they took steps forward acquiring Alex DeBrinkett in a trade uh, signing Claude Giroux but obviously the biggest story for them this year uh, is the passing of Eugene Melnick their owner um, and as the year now has gone on there's been all the talks about you know his, his family that's taken over for the team selling mm-hmm. the team again oddly enough a Likely a consortium involving Ryan Reynolds because the NHL very much wants the publicity of Ryan Reynolds being a part owner of the Ottawa Senators because that is tremendous publicity for them. Um, very weird year. And as we kind of mentioned on the, the show where, uh, you know, in the aftermath of his passing, a, a complicated hockey legacy for Eugene Melnick. And, you know, you, you can't sugarcoat some of the things. Uh, just because the guy is gone. It wasn't all bad. Um, you know, definitely a charitable person, but at the same time, in terms of uh, running a sports team, won't go down as one of the best in that aspect. Yeah. We'll stick with Canadian teams. Montreal. Carey Price's career, likely over, but the continued turnaround for them uh, with, of course, Marty St. Louis as the coach. I mean, we've really seen him allow guys like Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield to flourish. 
the new management group looks to have done very well with the Kirby Doc trade and the Sean Monahan acquisition, especially. I mean, if they flip him in the next couple of months, so things looking pretty good there. The Leafs did pretty well in terms of trades. I mean, you know, flipping Peter Morazic, they get Matt Murray. Austin Matthews scored 60 last season. Yes, they lost in the first round to Tampa, but from a Leafs perspective, Endo, not that bad of a year. That was a good series. That was probably the most confident of a game seven that the Leafs have probably had in a long time. Mm. And honestly, like even like Steve Dango was saying, like, you can't like you can't fault that team because that they should they should have had it the game beforehand. But at the same time, that was just a that was just a good game, a good final game seven. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about, of course, all three of our teams. So we'll go to the San Jose Sharks. Interesting year for them. You have the turnaround for Eric Carlson, where heading into the season, one of the more upvoted things on Reddit was the fact that there was a billboard in town, essentially saying, essentially calling Eric Carlson old and broken down. I think it was an advertisement for like an appliance store. That's like, do you have old, broken down things? Bring them here. And it was a picture of Eric Carlson. Holy shit. That is a thing. That is a thing that happened. That is fucking gross. Fuck fuck that appliance store. Like, even in like a city that's not even like a really a hockey town. Like, you you don't even see that shit in Toronto. You don't see that like in Boston, maybe in Boston a little bit. But you wouldn't see that in (laughs) Toronto at all. Like. Vancouver, no. Edmonton, for fucking sure, you'd see that in Edmonton. They don't even um, have but, billboards in Edmonton. Yeah, just put on the pipeline. <laughs> just just wheat. Just a lot of wheat. <laughs> oh, just put it on the oil rigs as they're going up there, you know. Oh, fuck. But the biggest thing for the Sharks this year, you have Mr. Mike Greer, the first black GM in NHL history. Leading the Sharks in this new era, making some trades that are a bit questionable in the early stages. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. But it was a big year uh, for the Sharks, of course, with uh, Doug Wilson having to step down and everything. But an interesting era for the Sharks at this stage. And if I ask, like, how do we feel about our three favorite teams from the beginning of the year to this? It's weird for me as a Bruins fan. Yeah, because you went from low to high. Because I went from feeling pretty good to they lost to the Hurricanes and didn't do anything at the deadline. Yes, Hoppus Lindholm's been a great addition, but I won't let it go that they didn't get a forward at the deadline. Then they lose to Carolina, but then things are looking good again. David Krejci's back, and then they signed Mitch Miller, but they're like 18-0-2 at home. I don't know how the fuck to feel about this hockey team. They fired their coach. They did fire their coach. Yeah. That is a thing that happened. Yeah, you were not a fan of that at first, and I don't blame you, but my God, that new coach is doing something special. It's it's working pretty well, I will admit. For Endo, he and all these fans are feeling probably the same way that they felt because you had moments this season where it's like, well, shit, should you fire your coach? And oh, my should God. You do this? And, like, nothing oh changes. Oh, God. Status Retros- quo for the Leafs. Retrospectively, Jesus Christ, the fucking Leaf Nation – Needs to calm down for a second. We what lost four? Like like looking back at it, we lost four games. Yeah, four games. They're four like four games. That was a part of the tirade. Team. That was like yeah, fire fucking Keith. 
Fucking uh, realistically, it was a bad weekend. We had we we literally had just like we had a bender. We had a weekend bender. It's like, oh man, I maybe I should fucking quit my job. Like, no. <laughs> that, that's the way I'm seeing it, at least. Like, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, Still history of show, that's how it aged, too. Yeah, Leafs. <laughs> Sin for <laughs> the Sharks. <sighs> uh, yeah. What's, what's the feeling? I don't know, man. Fucking trade people. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Like, uh, yeah, sure, I'm sure they're taking certain offers, but you have a couple fucking pieces that would get really, really, really good returns. You just got to decide how the hell you're going to approach the next few years. You know, hurdle, quote unquote, the only untouchable. Okay. Are you saying you're not going to sign Meyer? Then you better fucking trade him. He's RFA. Mm. You already screwed up on Reimer. You should have traded him early. Like there's no, there was no question we were going to punt on this season. I don't know if he's trying to keep up optics to ownership and be like, oh yeah, we're going to try hard. Reimer's value is no longer where it was. You fucked it Mm. up. Yeah, you could have gotten a first for him. You're now lucky to get a second. Stupid. Um, I don't know. You they you know maybe Eric Carlson gets moved. I don't think so. I don't think he he gets moved. I would love it, but I highly highly doubt that anyone's able to pull that trade off. And Carlson you know what? If I'm Greer, system. yeah. If if I'm Greer, I don't you don't take anything unless it's great, like deal yeah. wise. Kind of a weird time for all three of us. Endo's yeah. team's good, but his fellow fan base is ready to burn it down in a moment's notice. Oh my, my God. team is good, but I can't not feel gross about it. Sin's team is trash, but not as trash as they probably should be for the sake of building things up and getting Connor Bedard. Yeah. It's a weird time. I swear to God, if Anaheim gets him, dude, McTavish, Zegris, Bedard. Michigan's all fucking game. <laughs> That's the whole strategy. It's gonna be fucking, fucking. It's gonna be. They're like, playing uh, lacrosse out there. They're not even gonna be fucking. Oh my god! Never touch the ice. Yeah. It's just gonna. They're gonna recreate like the LeBron Whoa. James Dwayne Wade dunk, but on the ice. <laughs> fucking Kevin Durant's gonna go there next, dude. <laughs> my next chapter. Yeah, dude. <laughs> It's just him um, photoshopped in between Zegers and Sarah Nurse on the NHL 23. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Oh, it's oh, great. Shit. All right. Well, we have a cover photo for the. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, boy. Podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, four other things to uh, to note here. When I think of 2022, uh, we have two negative ones and then two team-specific ones. What direction do we go? Negative. Get out of Let's, the way. Yeah, get out of the way. I don't okay. want to end on a negative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, negative one. Um, Chicago can still suck a fat one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the Mark Lazarus stuff. Uh, Rocky Words very angrily berated me for asking about the Blackhawks uh, and what they're doing to empower players in the future to avoid another Kyle Beach situation. This was the infamous quote. We're not oh, yeah. going to talk about Kyle Beach. We're not going to talk about 2010. We're moving on. So in case you were Gross. wondering as to why I rag on that organization, every podcast, as I always say, it's not because of the fans, your owner. 
needs to go. Yeah, he's trash yeah. human being. That answer was everything. Lisa's son tried to make up for it a little bit. Wait a still. second. Yeah, and his dad fucking second. talked down to him like he was 12. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, his that dad's like, like really no, no, he like shut him down trying to actually respond to him and answer the question. Yeah, Does and he... even after, um, his, the son went up to Lazarus and was trying to say something after the fact and crazy. Yeah, they got to get that. Hold on. Hold on a second. Doesn't Rocky Words have a stake in the, what is it, the fucking Tri-City Storm or whatever? Uh, yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, that makes he, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The uh, Tri-City Storm, uh, the USHL team that... Oh, had Mitch uh, That Mitch Miller plays on. I don't know if he has an ownership stake, but they are uh, tied uh, to the organization. Man, that sucks. I love the I love I love the storm for a minute. Their jerseys were cool, but this as soon as he was on the team, I'm like yeah, later. Yeah. Then he made yeah. player of the year some bullshit. Oh yeah, he was he was a uh, league player of the year last year. Yeah, great player. Gross. Great player. Uh, the other negative, of course, uh, obviously a bit more serious, but we kind of mentioned it this year. Very rough year for passings in terms of just legends of the game. Uh, Montreal losing Guy Lafleur, uh, Mike Bossy, Clark Gillies for the New York Islanders. Obviously, more recently, Borea Salming. Uh, there was the real fucking tragic death of Brian Marchment the day before the uh, drafts. Yeah. Um, and then even, you know, one of the stories uh, for Oilers fans, Ben Settler, who, you know, was just a, a child that was sick and the team kind of rallied around and gave him good moments in his his final couple of months. Um, just couldn't quite escape it this year. And yeah, I mean, talking about some of those players mentioned literally like hockey Hall of Famers. You know, and like I said, it was never the most fun thing to have to discuss, obviously. But, you know, the the positive you can take away is that for a boy Salming, for example, in the aftermath of his passing, a younger generation gets the opportunity to properly learn about this person's contributions to the right. sport. Leafs fans, especially younger Leafs fans, get to learn about just how important Borja Salming was to that organization. So there's always and at least a positive... Even- you can kind of Not take even away the organization, really just like generally, sport. yeah, just hockey itself. Because he was like one of the first ones to come over from uh, from Sweden, and you know, be not even just like a force, like a dominant force. Like when they played the Canada Cup over there, like the amount of like applause and uproar there was in support for him was insane. Like you, you never, you never saw that at that level before. It was like you could say like a trailblazer, but he, he was like that's that's all i have to say like he's he's the guy the final two topics i wanted to talk about the pittsburgh penguins really quickly because it's been a weird year for them you know there was the questions over what's next for the team they keep crosby malkin and Latang together they become the longest serving trio uh in a major sport you know in the history of any major sport in the u.s slash canada north america i guess in a sense um and just, you know, like you have the highs of, of Malkin and Crosby, each hit goal uh, 500 on the season in this calendar year or not on the season, imagine, uh, in their career. 
Uh, and then the crazy news recently of like, hey, Chris Letang had another stroke and he's already back like less than two yeah. weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> like just the the legacy that those three in particular will have in Pittsburgh. I mean, especially too, you know, this week for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Franco Harris passed away mm. like three days before they were finally going to retire his number. Um, Why did it take him so long? That's what everyone's saying. Back when fullback was like legit the most important fucking position, dude. Like a four-time Super Bowl champion, a pro football Hall of Famer, and unfortunately they waited until age seventy-two to the properly reception. He's literally one of the most legendary NFL players of all time. I, I didn't understand that. I will hope that the Penguins will not wait until these guys are in their fucking seventies, and I don't think they will to properly show that. Crosby, Malkin, Latang, like cornerstones of the Penguins organization, all three of them, like put them in the rafters tomorrow and no one's going to complain. Our final talking point, and again, these were not in order of importance, certainly. Johnny Goodrow leaving Calgary. Yeah. One of the biggest stories of the year and the waves that that caused. When it was clear that he wasn't going to sign there. It turns into what should be a massive move for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Their biggest free agent get ever. This season has been totally derailed by injuries for the entire team. So we can't judge that deal yet. Calgary looks like they were screwed. You lose Johnny Goodrow. And then you're told that Matthew Kachuk won't sign an extension after the season. And he wants a trade. And it was at this point where us and basically everyone else are rightfully saying, this team is fucked. Because how could they not be? The thought of losing those two players. And that brings us to the Jonathan Huberdeau trade. Where again, it was... Yes, well... I call it the, the Huberto-Uyghur trade because Uyghur is such a fucking good player, man. And Florida's pretty fucked right now. Just saying. Just saying. So that's the interesting thing, right? I do want to talk about where the two teams are. But the trade ends up being Matthew Kachuk in a 2025 conditional fourth-round pick. The conditions on that pick. If the 2025 first-round pick that Florida sent to Calgary is a lottery pick resulting in Calgary receiving it will result in Calgary getting or uh, yeah Calgary gets Florida's first rounder instead like basically there's a bunch of weird conditions yeah on that pick that affects both teams the Calgary Flames acquire Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, Cole Schwint and a 2025 first rounder uh from the Panthers that could be a 2026 first rounder it's and uh- it's a weird the f- one. The thing is about, wow, everyone's like, oh, why'd Florida give it the, you know, how, how do you only accept the 2025 first? Uh, Florida does not have first rounders until then. Yes. FYI, Florida right now is on a 500 record. Whoever holds their first this season, I don't know if it's lottery protected, but if it's not, they may have a shot. <laughs> so right now in the standings, not going off of points percentage, the Florida Panthers are four points back or four spots back, excuse me, of Washington for the last wild card spot. 
Yep. Caps are on 40 points in 35 games. The Panthers are six points behind them with the game at hand. Yeah, they have to leapfrog four teams. It's not, you know, I never look at how many points, how close are they. You have to, it's the teams that you have to pass because you're, it's, that's, they are in dire straits right now. And Florida, or excuse me, Calgary, they are one point back of the second wild card spot in the West uh, behind Edmonton. Yeah. For the record, because Sin mentioned the Panthers' first round picks. Any guesses, gentlemen, of who owns the Panthers' 2023 first rounder? Anaheim? <laughs> I'm just. Oh, no, it's probably Ottawa. Wait. No, Think the about it. deal came after. Calgary. The Montreal Canadiens. What? Oh, my God. As on March 16th of this year, the Canadiens acquired oh. prospect Ty Smolanich, a fourth round pick that eventually ended up to the Rangers, and a conditional first round pick that is just now outright Montreal having Florida's first round pick this year. In exchange, on 50% retained salary for Ben Sherratt. Oh my God. Wow. That's so expensive. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. I forgot. I forgot that horrible, horrible deal. That's that's bad. Yeah. That's poopy. Florida that's went all good. in and just got oh, smoked in so many yeah. ways. Went all in and everyone left. God, they were such a good story and it's all going to be gone now. <laughs> no reinforcements coming in. Bobrovsky contract. You're spending $14 million on goaltenders. Oh, my gosh. Three days later, the Panthers gave up their 2024 first rounder, a third rounder in 2023, and Owen Tippett in exchange mm. for Claude a Giroux. fifth round pick in 2024, Connor Bunneman, off and Claude Giroux. That is still an active condition on that first round pick next year. If the pick is top 10, Philadelphia will get Florida's 2025 instead. And reminder, there are, I believe, conditions surrounding the other picks there and that other deal. Uh, involving yeah, how does that Chuck. work? There are just so many. Just the picks are up in the air for the Panthers right now. No Crazy. idea where the hell uh, they're going to land, essentially. Um yeah, they're in a rough spot. Uh, over the next three years, they have their second rounder this year. That's it. Outside of the first three rounds. You know, they yeah. still have picks. They only have their third round pick in 2024, and then they don't have their first right now in 2025. <laughs> Yikes. For Calgary, they oh. at least have, you know, their first and second. They have a first and second every year over the next three years at the moment. Uh, but then there's Montreal that has Florida's first this year, Calgary's first in 2025, Sean Monahan that they can flip. Uh, <laughs> dare I say the Montreal Canadiens won the uh, Matthew Kachuk for Hubert <laughs> yeah, uh, trade at this stage. Oh, but gentlemen, man. that was 2022. Nice. Yeah. A lot to talk about in a sense. And just, yeah, a lot of those moments of like, oh, yeah, the Olympics happened this year. A lot of high, you know, a lot of high-profile negative stories on one hand. Um, yeah, 
2022 though. I don't know. Any any final thoughts on the year that was no from a hockey perspective? Yes, I don't know, man. At this point, the a year's a year. No, but it was yeah, crazy. At least this one felt like it went by kind of slower. Like looking back, I'm like, oh shit, that was only this year. Okay, yeah. The timeline I, I find for me is still a little bit screwed up, right? In terms of like, oh yeah, yes. what was twenty twenty one? Yeah, like still recovering from the the COVID shutdown, like yes. just fucking with my internal calendar. Yeah, yep. very very much so. Well, fellas, with that, it was fantastic to have a full calendar year with you two on this show. Uh, you stepped in at a time where. I wasn't sure what the future of the show was necessarily yeah. going to be at the end of 2021. I'm not the dad, but I'm the step. I'm the dad who stepped up. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> the fuck hell? What? what? <laughs> uh, that's the whitest thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. <laughs> You're welcome. Papa Booey, Papa Booey, Howard Sturge Penis, Papa Booey. <laughs> With that, everybody, thank you for joining us in 2022. <laughs> he walked out the room. <laughs> thank you for supporting us here. You can follow Sin on Twitter at Sin for the Win Prod, on YouTube at Sin for the Win Productions. Endo is everywhere at Endo Mills, E N D O Mills. Yeah. I am everywhere at Tugi24. Thank you for supporting the show. Again, wherever podcasts can be heard or right here on YouTube, perhaps. If you're looking at us right now, you're not looking at Sin. He, he ended He's right. gone. He He's gone. We will see you all more than likely in 2023. Hold up. If Sin comes back. <laughs> if Sin comes back, I was going to say, you can catch me also uh, covering ECL Pro. Uh, this week would be major on Tuesday at yeah. uh, I think 1:45 p.m. Eastern, covering the greatest and upcoming prospects and teams for the ECL Elite. Hopefully, who knows what we'll see. Yeah, I'm covering that in work for B Major, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. There you go. Yeah, thank you, everybody. <laughs> Sin, you get the final word for 2023. I don't know. You can't put me on the spot for a zinger. It has to come naturally. Just like, uh, God, I can't. I know. Nope. I have a good one for that either. Nah, I, I, I wasted all my good ones on this one. The perfect way to end this show. We have a great outro and then we talk for too fucking long. And it's just like, ah, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> See you in 2023, everybody. <laughs>